The views expressed on the following program of those of its hosts and participants in no way reflect those of the staff or management of WNRI. The time for empty talk is over. Now arrives the hour of action. It's time for the John DePietro Show here on News Talk WNRI 1380 AM and 99.9 and 95.1 FM. He's a special kind of sentinel. Mr. DePietro, who is in the eye of the storm. Suddenly, John DePietro became the story. Radio talk show host John DePietro. All right, here we go, folks. Welcome to lunchtime. It's John DePietro weekdays. We start at 11, we go till 2. This portion of our program is brought to you by Gilmore Furniture. Stop in the Gilmore's. Their sale continues. Everything in the store is on sale. Free delivery. Also, up to five years, no interest. Stop in and see Steve. Good afternoon to Steve, who's a loyal listener to the program. American-made furniture. It's going to look great in your home. Living rooms, recliners, also mattresses. And Steve has the double-sided flip mattresses. Gilmore Furniture, Post Road in Warwick, right off Route 37. Call them at 737-0100. They are right down the street, really, based, uh, literally from TF Green Airport, across from where Ann and Hope used to be. It is, in fact, Gilmore Furniture. She is in studio. We normally have her on um, Tuesdays, but she's in studio. She is one of my siblings. She is Massachusetts communication consultant, background in both media and politics. Sometimes you see her on Lively Experiment. Good afternoon, everybody on Facebook Live. And it's Donna Perry. Good afternoon, DJ. Great to be here with you. What a week it is. I want to just start off before we talk about it. And it was uh, really a historic week politically. But I just uh, someone sent me this email, John Hopkins bars fans from the tournament over the uh, coronavirus. Citing concerns about the coronavirus, John Hopkins announced last night that the opening two rounds of the NCAA's men, now granted, it's men's Division Three basketball tournament, but it's going to be held without spectators in Baltimore. I'm waiting to see next week, starting Monday, is tournament week for college basketball. Yeah. Tournament week leads into March Madness. This uh, could have a great impact um, regarding that because of you're seeing, for instance, MIT has implemented any event. They're banning any event at MIT with more than 150 spectators. But enough about coronavirus. I want to start off. Uh, yesterday, very, very significant. Elizabeth Warren, her campaign has come to an end. I have many questions for you. But one of the things I want to start off with, Donna Perry, is what do you make of allegations in the media? We didn't hear this with Amy Klobuchar. But what is your thought with Elizabeth Warren, Senator Warren, on... That it's sexism. It's because she's a woman. And but what? How does that? Does that? Do you think there's truth to that, or does that no. ring hollow? <laughs> I uh, and I was listening to you earlier. I don't buy into that at all. Um, and I think some of that is being fueled by her campaign as they disband. It is not misogyny, which is thrown around. It is not. Um, it, it's not sexist. At one point, she was at the top of the polls, let's remember. That's right. Um, and I just think that's a bit of a weak excuse. And I, I had said this earlier. If, if it was a case of a woman can't gain traction, how would you explain the very late, like, meteoric uh, rise of Amy Klobuchar? Who, Excellent point. Who people felt was more relatable yes you know what jd this is the oldest game in the world and the thing is you are not running to be the executive director of a think tank when you are running for president right and i think that um polls showed i'm sorry elizabeth warren's constituency wasn't remotely broad enough it was really stuck in the gear of highly educated white college-educated or higher-degree white women. Now, they're a great, successful group. But after a while, if that's who you're projecting to, and then all the Twitter people, okay, fine. But, J.D., I'm sorry. I think it's an excuse uh, to just say, you know, and I also thought, by the way, unlike Amy's departure, Elizabeth is looking sour grapes, and she kind of really almost took uh, a sideways shot at both Biden and Bernie Yes, as she exited this week. Yep. Um, you know, and as if to say, gee, he had one lane, he had one lane, I should have been the other option. Yep. You're not boxed out because you're a woman. I'm sorry. I yeah. mean, a person like her... To her credit, was a highly achieving, successful person. She's been right. a Harvard Law professor. You know, uh, she's been she's a U.S. senator. I don't buy into that at all. And I will say, 
to me the sub headline of the week and my colleagues in the mass GOP and circles that I'm in in mass, you know, the headline is she's not popular in Massachusetts, by the way, with Democratic voting women. Yes. And Democrat women in mass more than voted for Joe Biden than voted for her. Exactly. He didn't even campaign in the state. Campaign in the state. If you're not relating to Democrat voting women, we all know what a primary is. These are people who are motivated. They're activists. If you're talking about Democratic women in uh, all these suburbs across Massachusetts, and if they don't really think she's top shelf, I'm sorry. It's it's you. That's a really flimsy thing to say. Oh, people don't want a woman to be president. I I don't buy that. Politics, as you know, because you've worked uh, both for Governor Kachiri and former Congressman Ron Makeley, um, and you've been a political consultant, politics is as personal as it gets. There are people, it doesn't mean they're not smart, it doesn't mean they're not accomplished, it is, and, they, and there are highly accomplished people, they hate the whole process, where they're basically auditioning for a job to the general public. People have different quirky reasons why they vote. The Elizabeth Warren people almost felt like, you know, it really shouldn't be election, an election because she's so qualified right. and she's a woman and she's got all these ideas. She has plans for everything. So, you know, why does it ha- Because that is the system we have. And yeah. she never would identify. There was a good piece in the, in the Globe um, and it was, is it woman or is it Warren? A lot of people just never found her, her authentic. It started with the whole... You know, in the Afri- uh, in the Native American from the DNA test yep. to the, you know, the video where she's like, I'm going to have a beer and thanking the husband for being in the house. It just always seemed yeah. that way. And, yeah. you know, you're exactly right. I thought there'd be a lane for me. Um, it just didn't it just didn't turn out that way. And it and and it does sound like sour grapes. And I, I think someone like Amy Klobuchar, when she was and again, it was a short sprint. She rose up. She sounded relatable. She's not perfect. She said stuff like yep. I got, you know, fundraising money from all of my old boyfriends. You know what? I think a lot of women think that was kind of funny. Yeah, it was. Funny. And it's, it's human. Line, it is. And it's saying, yeah, I had yeah. a lot of, you know, dopey, broken relationships. Yes. It makes you I just think people just I don't think Elizabeth Warren is at all natural on the stage. No. She's barking out policy stuff. Um, so I think it's actually Actually, it's the opposite of feminism to say, oh, because I'm a woman, I got cheated out of this thing. I, th- I thought, by the way, John, I also thought half of her ideology, she doesn't believe in, you know, genders. Um, That's so, right. Gee, so, you know, all of this stuff of, oh, little girls and I promise the them. promise and oh, everything else. So now she's like a nursery school teacher. Oh you know goodness. what? She's kind of a, she's a fraud. She kind of was a fraud in the beginning. Um, all I was going to say is the sub headline is the mass GOP knows, you know what? She's vulnerable in that U.S. Senate seat. Yes. She actually When you finish is. third in your own state. Sure. That says a lot. And, and I, she, you know, yeah. they thought it was going to be a battle between her and Bernie, and Biden came out of nowhere. Think of that, Donna Perry. He didn't spend a nickel. He didn't <laughs> campaign in mass. He beat her with women in mass. There's also something to be said for someone that they know her policies, they know her, and they say, they "I'm not voting it. for you," and it's rejected. Yeah. And I, I, and I'm not saying it's not easy. You know, we both have been in media. Sometimes there's some people that have popular shows, people that don't have popular shows. Right. It, it when you put yourself out there, that's the way it can be. But boy, the Globe, it was almost like send grief counselors over to the Globe. Elizabeth Warren, I thought it was worth fighting for another approach. Look at all those microphones. They went all in on her, how unfair this is. Yeah, um, that's you know, the narrative today. was a today. woman standing yeah. forward yeah. and, you know, the pinky and this whole big deal. It, it was very simple. She entered into a situation and, and to them, I'm sure it is frustrating because when Bernie Sanders had his heart attack, they really thought they were going to yeah. shoot through the roof. They did. Um, we saw some trouble with the whole thing of her, you know, making that false claim. You said another woman could never get elected. And it still didn't matter with Elizabeth Warren. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think so. Her politics around a woman and a woman candidate, in a way, it's been complicated. And she did throw out things like saying, you know, I'll put non-binary people, which no one talks about themselves that way except kids, you know, walking around Harvard or something. Right. I'm sorry. Like, people are tired of this gender confusion stuff, which I think is very unhealthy. I don't think it's what most middle class people in suburbs actually you know think about with their young people so number one she was all over the map with some of this these corners of this she did try 
to almost be Bernie, and Bernie does Bernie better. <laughs> Absolutely. He, he's he does. He's so, the real thing. And then she tried, I think JD, the only time I felt she was hitting it, and she kind of abandoned her, like if you go back to last July, when she was running as a true populist and she was talking about things that, yes, could be corrected in the American system. And she said, you know, lobbyists are helping to write legislation. You know what? She's not wrong about that. She's not. Uh, people who've been true. around Washington know that. Yes. And, Good you know, point. you know, people Excellent who point. lobby for visa, they write regulations. Yes. I agree with her about stuff like that. 100%. But yep. guess what? She went way off that. Yes. She pivoted to all these other things. Then she was going to be the unity candidate. The bottom line is, uh, it's March. And you know what? The party has to begin to close ranks. Um, I agree that this is Lazarus <laughs> from the dead, like something we've never it seen. It is. So we're going to talk politics. about it. But just stay with yeah. me for a moment, because yeah. I think you've hit on something. And that is, you know, and this is what resonates with me. You can't have it both ways. You can't say... You know, no one gender should in no way impact if a man votes for a woman. But at the same time, you're saying, hey, women, you all should vote for me. And little girls with the pinky yeah. ring. You can't play it both ways. Right. If you're saying gender shouldn't matter, then why are you doing pinky promises and saying, I'm very disappointed all these women that voted for Biden? And today, all her cheerleaders on MSNBC. Oh so they're having like a funeral, you know, yes. and they're all saying, oh, you know, once again, a woman will not be. And she was kind of crying uh, in the interview with Rachel Maddow. She was. I'm sorry. It's very insincere. Like you say, I do not agree with her gender, you know, pr promoting all this transgender stuff on children. I think I have a very strong opinion against that. Yep. So I think that she, in, and that, by the way, does not connect to a lot of people. It does not. And parents. And, and Bernie yeah. beat her. That's just the way it is. Yeah. He was better organized. He learned a lot in 2016. His fundraising on the Democrat side is second to no one. Uh, that's that's just the way it and is. It, it, she thought she could beat Bernie Sanders. They felt he was too old. He had the health problem um, and that this was her time. We talked about the billionaires in New York, like Leon Cooperman and Jamie Dore and others. They went after her and they shed a light on her. Yeah. And she was never able to really recover no. from that. That is just the nature of it. She lost the election fair and square. I think Elizabeth Warren, her whole demeanor towards this, it also then just sheds light like, to me, that's her reaction is the problem, right? Yes, what right. What Scott Brown Very was saying, true. hey, listen, you checked the box and said you're a Native American. That's why they hired you. What did she say? How dare you attack my family, right? How dare right. you attack my parents, my daddy, all this other stuff. It's not about that. And then, it's, Bernie, you, you just called me a liar on TV. You just called me a liar on national TV. Let's not do this here. And then I <laughs> and love Steyer. Steyer. Hey, Bernie, so, yeah, yeah, fine, whatever. Get out of here. All right, now talking about that was so classic, Steyer. Steyer dancing last week. I mean, then you knew it was over the Friday night, him on <laughs> right, stage, right. him and the wife with the cell phone and the clapping. I mean, that is a billionaire. The guy's been so successful. And that's what it comes down to. They had a huge gathering of free food, free booze, and then he's dancing on stage with a rapper. But Hey, went out he did go out having fun. Let's talk about, um, I do want to hear your thoughts on, though, where you think the Sanders campaign is right now. It is interesting that Chris Matthews, you know, we would talk about it. Carvel and Matthews were the most aggressive against him on MSNBC. And there was that exchange where Matthews was with Chris Hayes. And Chris Hayes is really with Bernie. And Maddow was probably, I think she was with Elizabeth Warren. But a lot of MSNBC people were with Bernie. And... Matthews, I, I liked him because I, I like Chris Matthews and I like Hardball. So do I. It's a loss. He's so knowledgeable. I've gotten used to his style. He puts a lot of information in there. He moves it along. Um, you know, no one's condoning some of the stuff that was done sitting in the makeup chair. Why haven't I fallen in love with you? This other stuff. But I think, Donna Perry, don't you think that somehow because he was so aggressive towards Bernie Sanders, that came into some of his undoing? Oh, absolutely. And, and there's been reporting in the past few days, the Bernie campaign went as high, I believe, to Phil Griffin, who's like the president of MSNBC News. Yes. Um, and they were just really, really complaining and saying, we're not getting fair treatment. You're, you're right. I th and I think there are there was some inside, you know, oh, yeah. um, double stabbing stuff going yes. on. Uh, you can, and also you can see where they're very upset when you look at a Chris Hayes in the past few nights or whatever. And I just think it's awful when, if someone who is that many years, he's a seasoned guy. He is. So what? He's a white guy and he's 74. You know what? Yep. 
and he knows a lot more about what is authentically on the ground in America. You can't call he's a liberal himself. It's he is. Not, but I liked him because and I'll you're gonna miss him. I uh, yeah he really His stories are great. And, and he's he, he so gets it though. He, he gets does. about America yes. and where it's at and where and all the good and the bad by the way. No one is saying you're trying to go back to the fifties or this nonsense that they spit out. But I think that it's more complicated where America is on these people and these races. And yes. I think you know what? And then that female reporter, uh, Laura Bassett, supposedly, oh, you know, because he made a compliment. You're yeah. proud. And, and she, you know, you, yeah, I tweeted against this. She's proud of herself. She yeah. took out like a 30 year institution in political yeah. media. Yes. And and yeah. you know what? No one's going to know who Laura Bassett is no. in about ten, five minutes. That's so, exactly right. Um, I think it's unfortunate that they folded like that. But it they is. have done that to their other big anchors they and have. the Matt Lauer thing. And they have. The Matthews so. thing, though, you know, and, and I know a lot of people like Fox. But I his, and, and it is something valuable. It's institutional knowledge. Yeah. He was there. He's talked to these people. What I like about Chris Matthews, and I've interviewed him before. Yeah, And I yeah. actually had dinner with him many years ago at Brown. His child went to Brown. He came in for a book signing. And uh, John Hazen, and his family was so kind. They had me emcee the event. I got to sit with Excellent. Matthews. He was a guest of mine on HJJ. Um, but just the way he would frame the question, yep. you know, and, and move it along. And know, like, you know, so much of television sometimes, when you're doing live television, which is difficult to do, same with live radio, but live television, you can't allow people to just waste time, right, or go off on a tangent. Matthews was good at keeping it here and, like, stick to my point. Excellent, you know? yeah. Is this going to sell? Bernie's doing this. How is this going to play in such and such a state? I like that. There's a tar talent to that. There's an art to that. Last Sunday, um, or the Sunday before, and this week with Stephanopoulos, one of his guests was going all over the map, and they hijack your show, and it loses focus, yep. and he's trying to reel it back in. Matthews kept control over that. It was very, very good television. And he, you know what, what he was saying, and I think this hit a little too close to the vest for the Bernie camp and his, the sycophants like Chris Hayes at that network, he actually captured that he said bernie reminds you of those guys yep. they were all about non-negotiable demands that's right yep during and he, vietnam and they pull up at the card table <laughs> yeah and pass out literature he said that a morning joe and they were like dumbfounded but he was exactly he's right. right he's yeah. right on and the james carvel you know Carville he was the same way carvel plays it a, a little bit and this this business listen i knew what he meant Matthews, I'm going to defend it. When he gave that analogy regarding Second World War yeah. and the element of stopping someone, all right, I, I mean, it depends on how you want to take it. He's a big history person. They try to use correlations within history. I knew what he meant. I didn't think, like, how insensitive he's no, mentioning he wasn't. Hitler. Yeah. And, and, and never, well, whatever. But I mean, I just think that was a cheap point to go after. It, it absolutely yeah. was. And he was just saying the thing of when it's over. Like you're saying, wait yes. a minute, all this politicking, all that he was trying Done. to say at that moment. Ironically, yes. it's yes. all reversed. Yes. And what I liked about yeah. that was, and you know this, Donna Perry, is what he was saying that I took from it is they know when it's over. Correct. And he was saying, like, what are you talking about? We've got a phone call. You're surrendering already. You don't understand. It's over. Yep. And a lot of times some of the supporters don't know it's over. Right. Some of the pundits may not know. But the person themselves they know what's in the tank and what they needed to do to win. Yeah. You know, many times, for instance, I know when uh, our friend, our uh, friend growing up in Edgewood, Steve Laffey, when he lost to Chafee in that primary yep. and it was so quick, um, there was a polling place in Barrington. And as soon as they had the results, I was right up there in the hotel suite and Laffey said we lost and what are you talking about? We're still going to get the... No, no, no. You don't. He knew exactly yeah. where he needed to win. Yeah. And when he didn't get it, he knew it was over in a flash. He didn't kid himself. Right. And these people don't kid themselves. Now, let's get to... Before we get back to Bernie, um, I want to hear your thoughts on Biden. What, what he did pull off, it, it really is remarkable. I mean, on these microphones, I was reading the quotes of after New Hampshire, Biden had the stench of death to him. It seemed like a dead <laughs> campaign, know. right? You know what's interesting, Donna Perry, is Iowa really Iowa didn't eliminate people so it kind of kept the process going yes, in many ways because of the right? mess yeah. because of the mess of Iowa but it is it is incredible the stretch that he had of the debate in Nevada and boy what he pulled off in South Carolina and what they were able to do on Super Tuesday you you I see now why 
Team Trump was so concerned about him last summer. Well, that's what's so ironic. It is. Um, months and months ago, I, I did used to say I felt ultimately the party would close ranks behind Biden. Yes. But I, I'll be the first to admit when he had all these flubs in the debates yes. looking like he's staring out into the lights. Oh, I mean, yeah. I believe me, I, I said like you did, J.D., I said, well, somebody else is going to be the number one. Um, I think what it showed was a couple of things, though, that sometimes, you know, us and we like we're watching this for months early on. A lot of times the real voter, though, is not in the game until now. It's March, April, May. They're not. The other thing is that guy, um, the black leader, Jim Clyburn, people are now saying he may have single handedly. Oh, yeah. Actually grabbed back the Democratic Party. He did. From the cliff. Of yes, Bernie, and yes. I, I think there's no question about Talk that. Talk about a kingmaker. Holy he, cow. He really, wow. really did. Because he did. not only, he didn't just win. When you say the thing about it's over, also that night, it was like the guy's back. Yes. He's back. Yep. He, he didn't just win two points. He, you know, oh whatever God, it was, was it was like 52%. In South Carolina. And what an endorsement and power. So I also think it's showing the coalitions, and it's amazing how fast, but that is the advantage of a Biden versus Bernie, who people have said Bernie really doesn't have all, despite all the years, he doesn't have the relationships, right. he doesn't have the friendships. Yep. A guy like Biden now, I think he raised $20 million he in did. the past week. That's right. See, that the, the now they're all awake. They're saying, we can actually get this back. So I would say that they're now obviously on the roll. And John, to your point, the coming calendar is very, I would say, a little bit dangerous for Bernie. Oh, yeah. And let, we're going to come back to that. But I, I can't stress enough about Biden and how this really plays to him. I, again, I Trump people go crazy when I start to identify what someone <laughs> right, is doing right. right. But that said, I'll still venture ahead. When he said, I won Minnesota because Amy Klobuchar, that is like a leader that shears in the victory, right? When he said, hey, I won Texas thanks to Beto O'Rourke, he's shearing everybody, right, is part of it. Absolutely. When he says Mayor Pete reminds me of his son, um, he came alive in that Nevada debate. We were hearing that on the stump and people are meeting with him and he just doesn't have it. That's why Bloomberg got in and we're going to touch on Bloomberg. But yep. the things that they're knocking Biden in, I don't think when you see him, I don't get angry about it. For instance, the other night at Super Tuesday, when he lifted up his wife's hand and said, my baby <laughs> sister's here and my wife, <laughs> right. we're laughing about right. it, right? He he's, made human. he's human. See, I, I think he that's... He reminds you of someone. I can't think of it, but it's it's not a disqualifier. No, it's I think not. it's a, the intangible quality. It I actually is. think those human... Look, they're running 24 hours a day. They they're are. at a different stage every night. I, that's just human. It and is. I, you know, it, it could be like a I common... don't hate Mr. Magoo. There's right. a funny thing to that, him talking to the telephone but call, I, right? I, <laughs> I mean, it's a laughable thing. Well, I thing. think it's, it and actually... Biden rose to the moment. And how about his wife fighting off the protester? Oh, I know. And then the Jill campaign Biden. person, Jill Biden, tackling it. <laughs> what a great moment Simone, that was. Simone. It was. Like Simone a was w- like a w- linebacker. W- Boom. And that yeah. showed the fight. And that is... Now, that was unscripted. Yeah. It was real. That is a woman being powerful, right? As much yeah, as exactly. Elizabeth Moore and all this other stuff. That was on cue. And then, never mind, he stood back and Jill Biden pushed the person out of there. That was a great moment for the campaign. But the fact that the Biden people got everybody to fall in line behind him. What yeah. do you think about that? Klobuchar, well, Mayor Pete, Beto, and then boom, he won Minnesota. Yes. Which was huge, which Bernie won four years ago in Massachusetts. You know, he this is things are looking great for former Vice President Biden, who kept saying, I want to earn it. Then President Obama will come in with the endorsement. The other guy who is a real seasoned guy that to me, we started seeing more of David Plouffe. I think I I think they had him and Anita Dunn. They made some changes at the top. They did. They said they're not letting Biden be Biden. You know, the old Trumpy Trump. Um, and now, I think in these days right now, J.D., they are realigning to now they are a top-shelf presidential campaign. They may not have looked that way last fall. Yep. It's just, this is why politics is politics. Right. It, there isn't always a script. No. You know, and who could have predicted all this? Oh, my God. It, what a moment. It comes together. Ooh, on, Texas. And wow. and But you see, that shows where they know where the juice is. And again, it shows Bernie's tentacles. They're not that deep. 
Um, he doesn't have the relationships. No. And Biden, to your point, just lastly, you know, what makes him human, it also makes him likable. Yes. Um, yeah. And, and he's I had think a tough story. He right? absolutely the in the does. 70s, losing oh, my the wife God. And the kids but the, and the son. son Oh, Biden. And which is, I, I would have a. I would have a, been through a lot. And I would have a caution for Team Trump. I know we'll talk about Trump in a minute. But I would just say this. Um, as that story is really magnified when their their other son was the one they thought was the rising star. See, well, they, they thought he would be a future president. Yes, yes. He lost him to cancer. Yeah. Real fast. I would caution, I, I think, to if Trump thinks beating up on uh, the other living son yeah. is a winning strategy, I, I really don't know about that. Yeah, I don't um, think that's the way to go. And we are going to talk about the president. But just coming back to, and again, folks, good afternoon. It's Sean DePietro. In studio with me is Massachusetts communication consultant. Also, happens to be one of my siblings, Donna Perry. What this also sets up for former Vice President Joe Biden, and he is all those things we said, but I think... What, what Elizabeth Warren wouldn't acknowledge and what Massachusetts showed is people want someone who's going to win. That's really what it came down to. And they don't like the president. And they want someone that's going to win. They weren't going to, and I hate to, but like waste their vote yes. on Elizabeth Warren. Right. Now, on Super Tuesday, there were people on Twitter, Bernie supporters, some of these other people, horrified that people were acknowledging they were making up their mind when they were in the voting booth and saying, that's not how you vote. And one person on Twitter, a Bernie supporter, said, if that's the way you're going to decide, you should walk out and not vote. Who are you to tell people who the hell they're going to vote well, for? Well, that's... That is I, moronic. See, it doesn't come down to... It's, as you said, Elizabeth Warren, you're not teaching a class. Right. right. You're not a job interview. It comes down to this. But this is where I think this is the easiest election in some way for former Vice President Joe Biden. I heard someone, a Trump person this morning on Fox and saying, we have to see where he is in the issues. And then he's going to have to stand up there and, and debate President Trump on the issues. I believe the easiest issue in all Joe Biden, if he is the nominee, has to do is stand up on the same stage and say, I'm not that guy. I'm not him. I'm not Trump. Yeah. And that's all you have to. And I think in this climate. That's enough. And that puts Trump on the defense. It absolutely. And because I don't know if they, there's no, this isn't like who has the better health care plan. This isn't about right. the wall. This isn't about any of those things. It's you are who you are. Yep. And, and Biden's he, script can just continue. I, I'm not him. And I think that is a very easy campaign to, to maneuver. Well, people underestimate the power of a likable yes. guy. Yes. versus and there are swing voters they can be mulling this around till next october and they can say and again i will say this is not reverse sexist common women might be tired of the kind of what the meanness yes and, and kind of the same you know barreling comments yeah. and i do think in contrast he's a stark contrast and yeah. they might say he seems brighter he seems more unifying trump is mean you know what there goes my vote. Yes, and I absolutely could. think that's they a could. great, yes. that's a danger for them yes. when they talk about suburban women and yep. all this other stuff. And that Amy Klobuchar, who yep. delivered Minnesota for him, yep. she could find herself as VP on the I ticket. absolutely think. She's from yeah. Minnesota. This is Rust Belt. This is Pennsylvania. This is Michigan. Yep. This is Wisconsin. She's popular in that area. Um, one thing, though, I will say also about President Trump is I believe, and obviously I talk to them, but and I, the, the rallies because of the virus could go away, right? right? And they could. Right. A lot of large gatherings. So that has been a big vehicle for him. However, last night, and I don't know if you saw it, but they did it at 6.30, not 9 o'clock, but 6.30, town hall meeting on Fox. He was in his element. Yep. It sharpened him up. He was very presidential. If I'm the Trump people and I have a choice between doing a rally where then he goes off script and the crowd's waiting for the, you know, raw meat, red meat lines, raw meat lines, the, 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 with him in Scranton, Pennsylvania, where Biden is from. Yes. He was very presidential in the town hall meeting. He is, it's, he is sharp. He is smooth. I think that's the forum to get him up to speed. I thought that yeah. that's, and I didn't catch a lot of it, but I think that's, you're exactly yes. right. I yeah. think that's a smart strategy. I think what they're trying to do with that, J.D., is they're almost trying to warm him back up. Yes. And soften him a bit. Right. And get the, the his folks 
looking at him on a stage. That's like pre-debate warm-up, in it my is. view. Yes. And they actually need to do that, oh, though. Oh, yeah, he big ha- time. Even if Fox is a friendly interviewer, he Doesn't has matter. to sound at, by the way, though, he has to sound that he's got a grip on the major questions. I yes. mean, you know, and that's not what a rally is. No, that's, and he does. He was yes. very good in this forum. Uh, I'd avoid the rallies as much as they're popular. But we're talking about winning an election and yep. being reelected. But um, when you stand up and then you just throw out the coronavirus is a hoax. Now, I know he didn't fully say that, but th- there's no gain in that. No, he was much no. better in the setting in the in the setting last night. I want to hear your thoughts on Mike Bloomberg, former mayor of New York. And also as much as they're trying to spin this now. Um <laughs> But Governor Amundo, there's a political lesson. Wait till the first debate before you endorse someone. Five hundred million he spent, and just I mean, no, it was nowhere. And he won well, America. Th- that will certainly go in the political record books. It will. If, it would if you spent what would be the equivalent of almost a hundred million for each delegate in American Samoa. Yep. We got six delegates. He spent almost six hundred million. Yes. I mean, that's like you know, that certainly. Um, just a wild, huge, huge miscalculation. And as what, what we're talking about with him, everything, whether it's you, he had the money, the organization, but, but like he's the wrong vessel for it. That's right. You know, and again, he is a guy, no one would question his intelligence and business experience. Definitely not. But see the difference and yeah. how that shows the difference with Biden, who, again, can have foibles and he looks so human. And, and had no money. And he's no money confusing if it's his sister or mother, yeah. the wife. Um, so I think um, I will give Bloomberg credit, though, J.D., how quickly he jumped out. Yes. He yeah. didn't kid himself. He said, I staked it all on Super Tuesday. Uh, clearly didn't work out. Yep. So and he, he could have kept going. He had the money to keep going. He, he did, so and they set up offices everywhere. Well. Yeah. But he is a numbers guy and yep. said that. Uh, and I know the Ramundo people are trying to spin this. Oh, this is still good. Uh, but actually, no. I mean, you know how it goes. I mean, maybe former Vice President Joe Biden is not vindictive, but his people certainly are. Well, she, she's and been knocked that, down a few pegs on that, the national. She had every yeah. reason to endorse or stay out of it, at least, yes. Vice President Biden. Now, I mean, I, she's, they're not going to consider her. I'm not saying she was ever going to be considered. But, but now you're at the back of a long list well, to try to get something administered. And, and I'll give you a quick contrast. So just let, yesterday, I believe, the very popular and I would say telegenic, articulate uh, governor of Michigan yes. came out very strongly for Biden. Yep. Michigan votes Tuesday. That's right. Um, and there's an example of a female governor. She's certainly going to be higher on the food chain now oh, yeah. than a Gina Raimondo in yes. their in their world. And yeah. as you say, they're not vindictive. But look, he's uh, not the type. I mean, there are people like that. Right. I mean, like yeah. President Trump or someone, although then he did deal with some never Trumpers. Yeah. But that was and they're trying to spin this. And I saw a member of the media like, oh, the Raimondo people are actually thrilled because now, you know, she wouldn't hesitate to pick up the phone to call Bloomberg. It could mean big things for Rhode Island. Well, how come it hasn't meant big things for Rhode Island prior to yeah. this? Right. I mean, if he really wanted to help yep. her, how come there's no Bloomberg operation now? That is just bad spin. by no. the Ramondo And, and she might have had a smaller role speaking at the convention. Convention that's now getting scripted, <laughs> scripted yes, out, yeah. and and they do things like that. Um, I just want to say one quick thing to Go finish ahead. up on Warren, which I question. Also, people have said she's holding back on her endorsement, yes, and that maybe she's got a little bit of juice when you hold that back. And I don't know, JD. I question how much leverage does she have as I, each I month goes by. I was thinking the by, same thing, yeah. Know? And I was catching a thing. If you listen, when she did an interview. Uh, about this. And I was telling someone, she doesn't have to decide right away, right? It would be news. Um, she has spoken to both Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden, something that has not been covered enough. And you and I have heard about it and talked about, it, but this business of the Bernie bros. Yep. And they're white males and they're very aggressive online. Yep. And they were, it goes beyond, if they were Republicans, it would have been a bigger story. The, the Bernie Sanders people, the Bernie bros, as they call them, they're white males, they're affluent, they're all in on him. They were brutal to the Sanders people, Elizabeth, uh, excuse me, Elizabeth Warren people online. And, and I think that plays in because she has said, I'm sorry, you're responsible 
for your supporters and the behavior of them. Right. And he kind of like washes his hands of it. You know, he, he wanted the benefit both ways. He did want it both ways. Yeah. So mm. I don't know about that. Um, if I'm the Biden people, someone was putting online, she's, can you imagine the audacity? She's saying to Biden, I'll give you the endorsement if you make me the VP. If I'm Biden, <laughs> no I, way. I don't, you don't need her no, for that. No, she doesn't right? have the you leverage just for that. third in Massachusetts. Right. She doesn't so, have the leverage for a lot of these conversations. No, she um, doesn't. I would question. I agree with you. She has, what, do you have leverage to put something in the campaign platform? Which, by the way, J.D., whoever knows they what's in those, her. no one ever reads them. It's, they don't. That's, yeah. like, meaningless. I don't know. That's a very good question. And I, I agree with you. I would say right now, the governor of Michigan, that endorsement is far more valuable Absolutely. to the Biden campaign than something with her. Well, because here's here's what Michigan that votes Tuesday. That's now, right. Tuesday is real important. Oh, I know like, we all get exhausted no, by these been. dates, the 10th. You have Michigan. Um, you have a Bernie may get a little action out of the far liberal wing of people who live in like Idaho and yes. Washington state. Right. They're not the delegate drop, though, that those other big states. Here's why Michigan could be not only a stunning defeat for Bernie, it could be a symbolic bellwether of is this, J.D., if if he can't carve something out in the industrial Midwest, obviously Biden cleaned up in the South. He's going to clean up. He is. Major black states. He owns them. He does. So he's got that. And I just think that Michigan could end up being that's the bellwether you know if bernie can't he did do better he i think he won it in 2016 but he it's did. a it's a very different opponent it is and he won it in, in he won minnesota yeah. as well yeah um what do you think right now of the sanders campaign because what we talked about and hillary talks about this in um in that documentary that hits on um hulu uh over the weekend it gets released i believe maybe it's even today but anyhow she talked about uh, or it's even, I, I know I was reading about it, where when they had the unity rally of the two, and then they were, I believe they were in New Hampshire, and it was her and Sanders, the Sanders people were carrying signs, never Hillary. And, you know, already you have Elizabeth Warren saying, you know, the Bernie bros, as they call themselves, they are brutal and completely uncompromising with their approach and the yeah. way they treat people. I, I, um, I want you to touch on... What people need to understand is when you're talking about Jim Carville, James Carville, and the Clintons, and then you have Terry McAuliffe, and then you have the Obamas in the background, this is, a, they they are the people that control the party. <laughs> yeah, they are. And they're not about to allow their party to get hijacked by Bernie Sanders and his AOC socialist and ideas, ragtag group. <laughs> That are going to destroy the whole thing. I mean, it's yeah. not people's imagination. It really is a battle for the party. It 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 is, but it's beginning to look like um, you know the, the it's beginning to look like the star you know in the starship thing that that the uh, the universe strikes back or whatever that is because I think what has occurred in the past ten days just shows that they I think Bernie Team Bernie has almost they have over expected. The, the breadth and width of, of what his base is, though, John. That's right. I mean... You know, you said it before also. We always hear about the 18 to 34, and they once again did not turn out and They're not a reliable they're voter. They're not reliable. And I, I think it's no. actually how they're hardwired. Yeah. Like, the thing is, we all, and we have young people in our, you know, our children, our college age, et cetera, yeah. teens. You know what? Um, having energy online um, and, and Twitter, and they were at the rallies... They live on whatever the Twitter, Instagram, but they have seen the act of going to your little weird town hall or the local school and standing in a line and you're going to give your name at a table where nice Mabel has been there forever. You know what, J.D.? People our age are used to that. And I would just argue that that demographic, they're saying they did not go the final step and literally show up to vote to vote the most and he important saw that and even it. though we won he, they saw it in districts in colorado they're like yeah. where are his crowds you're right very dangerous calculation yeah. i also think there was an exaggeration because he's got aoc and then omar in michigan oh yeah i'm going to tell you what huh. that woman is oh, not going to deliver that not going to deliver michigan for no, him no she's not Bad yeah, calculation. That's, right. that's a big black yeah. area state. That's right. Um, and Detroit with the auto workers. You know what? Biden 
has more inroads with that kind of a industrial, you know, union worker guy, first of all, than Hillary ever could have. Correct. And Biden, in that way, has almost the Bill Clinton level of pull. He does. With these real important voters, and yes. Bernie does not. Bernie doesn't, and that could be problematic, I think, for the president, because I'm not convinced yeah. they are not solid Trump voters. They were not Hillary voters. But if then given the choice, if you're a union worker in Pennsylvania or Michigan and you have a choice between the president or Joe Biden, I think their support Absolutely. Is, it's not solid. It's it's soft. The, you did have the Reagan Democrats, but then they they're undependable. Well, that's they go the thing. The when wind. you talk about and again, in the next two weeks, um, the New York Times said actually by about March 24th, Biden could not talk about a reversal of fortune biden could have the delegate lead that really you can't reverse and that bernie can't catch it that's right because when you're talking about in two weeks from now ohio illinois yeah um you know those states are on the ballot they are now again bernie staked a lot on yes there is a growth in the hispanic energy and vote that's not the same as the, and I you hate to break it down like this, but, but the black true. vote is huge. It is. Illinois, Chicago. I yes. mean, they, and John, to give, to be fair to people like a guy like Biden, you know, they didn't wake up last night, obviously. <laughs> they know a little bit about how to get their vote that's out. That's right. And then and he's got all people. these he's Democratic governors. Oh, that's yeah. what I'm saying. And that Michigan governor, that's not insignificant that she popped on last night. And again, to our point that, you know, they're kind of crying at MSNBC. Oh, I caught Chris God. Hayes oh, almost was like crying and saying to her, well, why are you coming out with this today? She's like, well, <laughs> why am I coming out with it today? Now yeah. is when it counts. That's and exactly right. I don't know. So I think that I don't want to declare it over because look at how We've many seen changes have ha happened to this. But yeah. I think Bernie... They really undercounted that they could pull together enough of a constituency. And also, one last thing before I want to ask you about the Massachusetts GOP. But look at the Democrat Party. No matter what they talk about, progressives and everything else, Bernie Sanders is 78. Joe Biden is 77. Right. Right. Those are, that's who it's between. <laughs> True. Two, two True. men that if they were elected, they'd be in their 80s as they're in office. How did Tuesday, Super Tuesday, go for the Massachusetts GOP? Well, like I say, I think that, first of all, the sub-headline is that it should be very encouraging um, uh, on the Democratic side to just see that Elizabeth Warren yeah, is vulnerable. Very much. Um, and Ayanna Presley, I might throw out, who was her statewide chair, That's right. doesn't have a lot oh of juice God. outside of her. That's an excellent point. Her wards Terrible. of Boston. Didn't deliver anything. I mean, wow. she's in the squad. Yes. So Terrible. I think the squad is underperforming. They are. Um, we did have a very kind of some heated races for that state committee member slot. Yep. Um, Catherine Roman is a wonderful chair for the North Attleboro uh, Town Committee. She came up a little bit short uh, in that race, but she's got a lot of skills and energy, a great. bright future. And, you know, that's what you say to people is you want them to get out there. Yes. Um, so, and, and I think they are looking at, uh, I went to a fundraiser the other night. Matt Kelly is trying to take on in the very important state Senate seat that was originally the Scott Brown seat. Yep. Uh, he's trying to take that them. back yes. from a very big liberal from Needham. Oh, boy. Becca Rush. And so there's a lot of energy going on. It's a big year. One thing I want to say about these local kind of races, you and I have talked about, J.D., why they're so critical, more turnout occurs in a presidential election yes. year than those in-between years. That's right. So people, even in Rhode Island, if you, when you're local on the ballot, that's your better shot if you're running kind of an uh, upstart campaign. Yep. So. Donna Perry, excellent as always. Great to be also, here. Also, happy birthday this <laughs> yeah. weekend. Don't remind so, me. <laughs> all right. Hey, folks, I want to remind you about Gilmore Furniture. This portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by Gilmore Furniture. Everything is on sale. Stop it and see Steve. American-made furniture, living rooms, recliners, mattresses. Wouldn't that look great in your home? Hey, listen, maybe you're going to be in quarantine. How about a nice, comfortable recliner while you're getting better? Or a nice living room set or a double-sided flip mattress. Gilmore Furniture, right off Route 37, Post Road in Warwick. You can call Steve at 737-0100. Up to five years, no interest. They have a great selection, a living room set, a recliner, or a mattress. Everything in the store is on sale. Free delivery, up to five years, no interest. American-made furniture. It's going to look great in your home. Stop in today right off Route 37, 
Post Road in Warwick, right down the street from the airport. It's Gilmore Furniture. It's John DiPietro, a lot more ahead on this Friday. Do you own and operate a small business and you rely on communicating with your employees while they're out in the field? Well, if you do, this is the perfect time to make the switch to T-Mobile for Business. This is Sal with T-Mobile for Business, and I encourage you to reach out to me today at 401-332-0000. This is a perfect time to make the switch to T-Mobile for Business. Right now, we have unlimited plans with unlimited talk, text, and data. With no contract, great deals on iPhones and Samsungs. This is the perfect time to make the switch to T-Mobile for Business. Stop wasting money. Call me for a free consultation at 401 332 0000. Again, 401-332-0000. Stop wasting money with your current cell phone carrier. Call me today, Sal with T-Mobile for Business. 401-332-0000. Hey, folks, remember, now listen, the weekend is here. How about some delicious pastry? Ron's Pastry Gourmet. They are open for business. Ron's Pastry Gourmet, 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence, making pastry great again. And they have da, 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 Trump pastry. That's right, cookies, pastry, chocolate-covered donuts. They have zeppelas, cannolis, brownies, cakes, pies. Look for them on Facebook. Ron, R-O-N, Ron's Pastry Gourmet, Bakery and Cafe. Ron and Melissa, they're fantastic. Making pastry great again. Everything fresh. 55 years. 55 years experience. Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Right off of Silver Spring Street. 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence. Get your Trump pastry. And if you go to the Facebook page, you can see exactly what I'm talking about. It's delicious. Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Friday, it's John DePietro. Here I am. Weekdays, we start at 11, we go till 2 on AM 1380. That's what the plug is. And always online at DePietro.com. This portion of the program brought to you by Westfound Auto Body. Remember, if you ever find yourself in an accident, God forbid, but call West Fountain Auto Body, 401 272 3340. 401 272 3340 for West Fountain Auto Body. It's Kenny, it's Patricia, it's your vehicle. West Fountain Auto Body, located 400 West Fountain Street, right behind the Providence Public Safety Complex. If someone damaged your car, drunk driver, someone texting and driving, not paying attention, bring your vehicle in to West Fountain Auto Body. Call them first. They'll work for you, not the insurance company, and they'll restore your vehicle, West Fountain Auto Body, 272-3340. Well, folks, good afternoon. Let me say hi to uh, everybody on Facebook Live. We have a nice crowd going on uh, FB Live. Hola, Captain Chris. He did. The president did uh, very, very well in his town hall meeting last night. Let's see some thumbs up for people that like uh, the Trump sign that Frank Ritchie uh, gave me. People certainly love it. I thought the president, that is his venue. I believe that that is his venue, that the president should do town hall meetings. I love the rallies. And, you know, these people saying, oh, we need a rally. He's, he's not coming. He's not coming here. Folks, it's just not. It's going to be a tough election. There's battleground states. Um, we've been through this. You want to support him. Donate money. Certainly uh, go about. It's too bad. I think if we had fear elections, I, I think the president do, would do well if we had fear elections. We don't have fear elections. We don't. Um, and I'll, I'll try to get an update with uh, the court case right now that's going on regarding um, the court case regarding the Providence Journal right now is in court against Secretary of State Nellie Gobia and that voting list. I really hope this thing is cleared up before the election in November. Or otherwise, they're going to do what they always do, which is they stack the election. And it's not a fair vote. And, and, and it, it, you, you can see it. And I've talked about it. And for those that, um, if they don't follow it, I mean, I've talked about this. Does this make sense to anyone that Governor Amundo has a 35% approval rating? And then she gets 55% of the vote. I mean, it's just the numbers don't add up. As those of you that listen to the program know, I've talked about it. They're, they're, and I recognize some people don't pay attention to it. But our voter rolls are over by 250,000 names. 250,000 names. And I know there's, 
there's someone I kind of snapped at on Twitter last night, but I, I just, I get tired of people that don't pay attention to it. They sent me a tweet, Roger. The last Republican to win the state of Rhode Island, a blue state, was Ronald Reagan. Trump can win Rhode Island. We need a rally. What is wrong with you? What is wrong with anyone that would say that? Aren't you paying attention? He can win Rhode Island. They, they, Ramundo had 60,000 absentee ballots. Six zero thousand. Not 16, 60,000. Nellie Gorbia, your Secretary of State, is hiding the voter roll information. The Providence Journal, the state newspaper, has her in court, taking her to court, suing her. And, the, and by the way, Gorbia, they're going to continue to try to delay it. When pre- that is true. President Reagan won. By the way, President Bush did very well in 1998. President Trump did great here in 2016. If it was a fair election, he, probably, he maybe had a shot to win. Trump can win Rhode Island. We need a rally. Not in a, not in a rigged game. I see no information that shows me that. It's not about a fair vote. I don't know how else to explain it, folks. People need to write letters. I'll tell you else. I'll give you advice. Support the Providence Journal. They're the ones taking Secretary of State Gorbia to court. It is atrocious. People are being registered to vote who are not citizens of our country, and they're not residents of Rhode Island. Now, I know people, it's not about voter ID. They're not going to the polls. They're filling out absentee ballots. They're filling out mail ballots, but they don't even mail them in anymore. They drop them off. Those of you that listen to the show know what I'm talking about. A lot of people obviously still don't. A rally, a rally's not going to do anything. New Hampshire has a fair voting system. President Trump, I think, will win New Hampshire. That's why he goes there. We don't. Well, who's going to do something? Well, no one's been doing anything. No one does anything about it. Other than, you know, I'll say this. The Journal, at least, is taking her to court. But the Republican Party is going after it. They have to. These are rigged elections. I don't know how else to explain it. They go in the last election. They're in parts of Cranston and Providence and Pawtucket. And it's a big part of this are people from the Dominican Republic. They live here. They register them. All they need is an address. They say, I live on Manton Avenue in Providence or wherever. And that's it. And, and Rhode Island doesn't have the resources to find out and check if that person really lives at this address on Manton Avenue. And as I've told, and those of you that know, in the last 20 years, for those of you, for the person saying, Trump can win Rhode Island, we need a rally. I'm going to repeat what I said. In the last 20 years, how many people have ever been prosecuted for uh, and, and on the form you fill out, it says through penalty of perjury, you're putting I live at this address on fill in the blank. I'm an American citizen of Reservoir, Rhode Island. In the last 20 years, what is the number of people that have ever been prosecuted for it? Zero. Zero. They're not looking for it. No one checks it. All they need is the name and the address. They say, well, it matched the signature. You know what qualifies for a signature? An X. That's what they use. That's a qualifying signature. An X. That's it. Not the normal, your signature, my signature. X marks the spot. They're fraud elections. It's a rigged game. All right. Next hour, we're going to start off the hour with the power hour. Terry Gorman's going to join us. Then we have a guest, an interesting guest, is a, a union case in Westerly. I'll tell you about that. It's John DePietro. We're going to get an update in the 1 o'clock news. A lot more ahead. Leave it right here. The Power Hour is next. We are an official Rhode Island inspection station as well. WNRI Woonsocket. W236CW. W260DC. W-N-R-I.